to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. prayer that we would prosper in all things. Lord, help us to prosper in time, to to take advantage of the time that God's allowed us to have here on this earth, that we would be able to to use it wisely and to be able to use it for his glory. I I truly pray that for us. I don't know if you heard about the actor, uh, David Cassidy. He died just recently. Do you know what his last words were on his bed, his deathbed? His last words, according to his daughter, he said, This is his last words, so much wasted time. I don't want my words to be that when I I pass away. I wasted so much time is what he said. I pray we prosper in our time, that we know how to utilize our time. Your people talk about time management. Well, I pray that the Lord would teach us how to manage our time for his glory, that he'd be in good health, Many believe that the reason why he said you'd be in good health because Gaius probably was not very healthy at the time. And so he's saying, you know, I've heard that you have some health issues. You're prospering with your soul, but I pray that you'll have good health. So he's praying for healing for him. And that's a good thing. I remember a while back when my wife and I, we were at Target and there in Santa Ana and there's a, a tile floor and there was a comb that was on the on the, there on the ground and she didn't see it and she stepped on it her, her legs went up and she fell and, and she busted up her knee and her knee was really a mess and I'm I have one of my weaknesses I don't like seeing blood and broken bones and I just I, something about it I can't I don't like looking at it you know it's like it gets me sick and if I look too long I can faint and pass out I mean I just don't like looking at that so here's my wife and I'm you know I'm like by myself I'm with my wife and I'm like what is going on and I looked down at her leg, and I kid you not, her bone, her, her, by her knee, was broken. A bone was sticking out of the side of her leg, and it was, you know, she had a broken bone, and it was like, wow. And I was so rushed her to the hospital, took her to her hospital, called some friends. We met at the hospital, and we got there, and um, the doctor took a look at it and said, we have to do emergency surgery. Let's, let's take care of it. Let's go. And so he says, let's take an x-ray. We're going to do emergency surgery. He left the room and I'm just praying, you know, we're praying over her, the blankets on her legs and just praying, Lord, please touch her. Lord, you know, just hear her. Just, just heal her, Lord. Take this away. And literally, I have to say this, and quite honestly, I was praying more for me than her because I'm like, I can't handle it. I'm like, Lord, I am overwhelmed right now just looking at this leg, you know. And, and so we're praying and I kid you not, and it wasn't, you know, let me finish the story. I kid you not, the doctor comes in, he pulls the, takes the, the, the blanket off of her knee and he just, his eyes bulged out because it was healed, it was completely healed. And he looked down and he was like, uh, what happened to her leg? And I said, I said, God, we just prayed. And God healed her. And he was shocked, I was shocked. We pulled it off, I'm like, Where's, what, what happened? I'm looking at her legs, like, what, what happened? God healed her. And God heals today, and there's many stories. And I can go, you know, tell different stories and different people, and, and, you know, God still has the gift of healing. We don't want to ever diminish that fact, but to ever think that God wants to heal everyone all the time and, and like that, it's not scriptural. And, you know, so you can't do that. So we have to beware. But God heals, and he's praying for this man, Gaius, who is most likely sick and had some kind of an illness, saying, Lord, I pray that you'll prosper, and I pray for healing. I don't want to uh, miss this part of it. 
back in those days when they wrote this, this was a, a common greeting, though. They would say, you know, you know, I pray for good, good health and wealth or prosperity. It's almost like saying, I, I pray that you're doing well. So it was also a very common way to greet someone in a letter. So, so that's also in there. But you can't miss the fact that Paul, or excuse me, John totally loves this man, Gaius. And he goes on to say, verse 3, For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Listen to this, and I love this verse. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Brethren, meaning other believers, went to John the Apostle. John the Apostle was a, a pastor there in Ephesus and they would come back and report and I, I, just, I could just see what, you know, how it would be. They would go to John the Apostle and say, you've got to see Gaius, how great he's doing. Gaius is just, you know, prospering in the things of God. Gaius is just doing so well spiritually and he's, he just knows the word. He knows truth. He's in the truth. Not only that, he's walking in it. In other words, he's not just talking the talk. He's walking the walk. This guy has changed. He's the real deal. And my question is, what, what do people say about us? Do they report back to others? And what are they saying about us? Are they able to say that this person's the real deal? This, this person's really walking with God? This person's really walking out the walk that the, this Bible talks about? And I pray that for all of us. I, I pray that, you know, other people can testify, you know, of a change in our lives, a, a work of God's spirit working in all of us because there should be an evidence of God working in our lives. We, we should be able to look back and say, wow, I'm not the man I used to be. And others should be able to say that. You know, one of the greatest things with my friends that are still in the world back in Michigan, they would say, they would tell me this all the time, I miss the old Joe. And that just means they miss the guy that used to party with them, the guy that used to, you know, hang out at the bars and the clubs, and that's what they missed. And it's like, and then, you know, to me it was a compliment. There's, they were saying, you are totally changed, but I don't like this change. But there's a real radical thing going on with this man Gaius so much that it's reported back that he's walking in truth, he's walking in God's ways, and he's a man of truth. I love what the Lord's doing, raising up the younger people in this church. I think that's a huge blessing. I think of Jose and how, you know, Rick, Pastor Rick was just pouring into him and, and just kind of, you know, mentoring him a little bit and pouring into him and just, just watching the, the work of God's spirit working in him and uh, leading worship. Had the high, two of the high school kids here leading the worship. for Was that a blessing? I want to give the Lord a hand for the, just seeing these high school kids. But it's a great joy when you see just the, the work of the God's Spirit working in people's lives. And guys, we, it's so important for these young kids to, to you know, be raised up in the ways of the Lord and to pour into them and encourage them in the things of God. John is saying, I, no greater joy. I don't have any greater joy than to see my children walking in truth. And, and I'm, I'm not a parent, but I'm sure if you're a parent here today, and when you see your kids walking in the things of God, that has to bring great joy just to see God's work in their lives. And when I see that, it just, it gives me great joy. There's people that I run into that used to go to the church and they gave their life to Christ here at the church and now they're in leadership or they're in, you know, they're doing different things for the Lord. And I'll tell you, it brings me great joy when I see that. 
I think of Alan and Rachel years ago when we were in the women's club. They, they, she raised her hand to receive the Lord. He came forward and asked Christ to be his Lord and Savior. And they're still walking in the Lord. They're still walking in truth. Matter of fact, she was here yesterday helping out with the makeup uh, for, for our play and stuff. And it just, there's no greater joy than to see just God's, you know, working in people's lives for a minister. That's a powerful thing. But on the flip side, it's a terrible thing when you see people strain from the truth when they're, they're walking in error and they're walking back in the ways of the Lord. And I'll tell you, we just, all we can do is pray for them. But, it, but it's terrible to see that when that happens in people's lives. I believe it's so important for all of us as believers to, to be honest, no matter what the cost, to tell the truth and to, to, to deal with truth instead of, you know, deal with falseness and deception. And it, it's so important for us to do that. It was funny when I was courting my wife, Back in 2000, when I met my wife and I was courting her, we were getting to know each other. We actually went to a missions conference in Austria, and there's a castle there in Austria. And um, so we would be up, you know, there was the men's side of the castle and the women's side of the castle. So we used to have this couch. We used to sit on this couch. And because we just, you know, didn't know each other, but for a few weeks, so we wanted to get to know each other. So we'd hang out on the couch and, and people would walk by. It was great accountability because we'd just be up there. But we'd literally stay up till like two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. We just, you know, getting to know one another, talking and all. And, and they, they finally labeled it the courting couch because it was like, that was it. That was just where we hung out. But I remember, I think it was even one of the first night, she goes, uh, you know, I want to take off my makeup because I want you to know what you're getting into. Doesn't she look beautiful even without makeup? But the point with that is, is she wanted to deal with truth and the importance of saying, hey, this is, this is what I look like. And dealing with truth. The Bible tells us, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Lying lips are an abomination. God hates when we lie. It's not something he wants us to toy with. It's not something, you know, we can call it like a little white lie or I just, you know, it's a half truth and we can make up things, you know, to kind of mask it and make it sound better than what it really is. But it's so much better just to be truthful because God delights in those that are truthful. So lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. Another great verse, it was in our scripture reading. In Psalm 25, verse 10, it says, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Meaning all these paths are in mercy and truth. So if we're not being truthful, that's not the path of the Lord. Whatever dealings that we have, if it has to, if we have to lie, if we have to manipulate to make it come about, that means it's not a path of God. God's not in that path. God doesn't want us to go down that path. Even in business, when I was in the, the corporate world, there was that temptation. Oh, just lie about this and, you know, be a little bit, you know, deceitful in this area. And if you, if you lie on this, you know, you might get this project or that project. And it's like, you know, I got, when I became a Christian, it's like, no, I can't do that. If I don't get that project because of that, well, God has a better project for me. God's going to make a a better way for me, and I'm going to have to just deal with truth. That's one way as we talk about walking in truth. But I believe another meaning of this is when we believe what the Word of God says and we walk consistently in that truth. 
when we believe what the word of God says and we walk consistently in that truth, when we believe this word to be true, and so then we take the word of God and we walk consistently in the truth of the word that we believe is to be true. Let me give you an example of that. You know, I believe the Bible teaches that God forgives us of all of our sins. When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. He forgives us. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I believe that God is a forgiving God. He, he cleanses us and he forgives us. So I walk in that truth. So I, I walk in forgiveness. I, I walk out forgiveness. In other words, I'm, I realize, wait a second. I confess that to the Lord. I'm forgiven. I, I confess that to the Lord. It, it's gone. I confess that to the Lord. So he's faithful and just. He, he does, not only forgives me, but he's cleansing me from all unrighteousness. So I walk in the, without guilt. I walk without shame. I, I walk in the fact that, that I'm forgiven. And so I walk a life that, that demonstrates that I believe what this word of God says. Now, if I was to walk around just always just under condemnation and guilt and shame, you know, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. And, and I'm always walking around with this guilt and shame. That means I'm not walking in truth. I'm not walking in the truth. In other words, it's, it's my actions are proving, are you understanding? My actions are proving that I don't believe the word of God. Even though with my mouth I might say, oh, I believe that God's forgiving. I believe that when we go to the cross, we're forgiven. And if I confess that and say that, but when I'm not walking in that, my actions are showing me something different. The Bible teaches us that we're children of God. Do you believe that? Well, if I'm a child of God, then I'm, I'm going to walk differently. If I believe the fact that I'm a child of God, if I walk in truth, I'm going I'm to realize, well, wait a second. God, the God of all the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, all seen and unseen, he's my dad. He's my father. He's my Abba, father, my dad. And if I really believe that, I'm going to walk differently. I, I'm not going to walk the way I used to walk when I was in the world, when, I, when truly, without knowing it, Satan was, had dominion over me, but now I'm no longer a, a slave to that sin. I, I'm a child of God. I, I'm, I realize the fact that God is my dad. He's my father. I belong to his family. I've been adopted into the family of God. So now, if I believe that truth, when sin comes and temptation comes my way, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I might, I might as well just indulge in that. No, because why would I indulge in that that God has set me free from? And you understand? And I believe that's a part of walking in truth. You're walking in, I believe the word of God. I'm a child of God. That's sin. That's temptation. That wants to take me down. That wants me to be in bondage. Wait a second. I'm going to walk as a child of God. I'm not going to walk in bondage anymore. I'm not going to fall for sin anymore. I'm not going to fall to the temptations of this world anymore. I'm not going to go the way of the flesh anymore. I'm going to choose to walk in the spirit. I'm going to choose to, to walk as a child of God. And I believe part of that is being walking in truth. We're, we're believing what the word of God says and we're applying it to our lives. We're, we're walking in the truths that we believe in because if we don't walk in the truths that we believe in, we're really saying with our actions, we don't believe this Bible that we're reading. And you can go on and on. The Bible teaches very clearly that God is a God of peace and then we're to be, as believers, we're to be anxious and worried for nothing. And you might say, I believe that verse. I even quote that verse. I know that verse by heart. 
For, be anxious for nothing. In all things by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and mind by Christ Jesus our Lord or through Christ Jesus our Lord. But we can quote it. We can say we believe it. But if we're walking in fear, if we're walking in, 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 in anxiousness and all these other crazy things, our actions are showing, I really don't believe what the Bible is saying. But to walk in truth and saying, wait a second, when something comes our way that's going to try to bring fear, that's trying to bring worry into your life, and you stop and say, well, wait a second. Well, the Bible says, the Bible tells me, be anxious for nothing. That's trying to really make me fearful and anxious right now. I can either walk in fear and anxiousness, or I can say, no, I'm going to walk as a child of God. I'm going to walk as the Bible says. I'm not going to be fearful. I don't know how you're going to work this out, Lord. I'm going to do my best but I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm going to walk in peace. And I choose to believe this word. And if we believe this word, we can apply this word. And when we apply this word, I believe that's part of walking in truth. And when we don't believe the word or we say we believe the word, but we're not walking in the ways of the word, really our actions are showing and demonstrating the fact that we're not trusting the word of God. Are you following me? And it goes on and on. Do you believe that Christ sets you free? Well, then you should walk in freedom. Are you in bondage to sin? Well, God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you. And God can't lie. The Bible says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Can I say it again? Let God be true and let every man be a liar. In other words... Let God be true. Believe his word. Don't believe the opinion of man, but believe in the true word of God. And apply it in your life. And watch him work by his Holy Spirit in your life. And walk it out. Walk out those truths that you claim that you believe in. As we talk about truth and walking in truth, we're called to call out those that are not walking in truth or to correct them in love and to admonish them in love when they're not walking in truth. That's part of us but being a disciple of God, to share the good news of the gospel, to let them know they have freedom in Christ, to let them know that they too can be set free, to let them know that there's a God in heaven that loves them, that sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for their sins, and they too can have eternal life. We're called to that. The other day we had a technician over at our house and and I was sharing with him about the Lord and sharing, you know, about Jesus and the gospel and just trying to, you know, prayerfully talk with him about things. And it was great because he goes to church, you know, and he, and then, so I'm just like, you know, making a little connection there. And so I thought we're doing really good. And so I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I believe that. And I believe that. I'm like, this is going so good. You know, I believe that. And then he says, he looks at me, he goes, he goes, he's I'm talking about Jesus. He goes, you know how to, he goes, you know, the best way to get to Jesus. And I go, what? And he goes, through Mary. I was like, no, but I didn't slam him. I didn't say no, you know, I didn't see him. He's like, yeah, the mother, you go through the mother to get to the son. And I was like, no, and I, and I just wanted it in me. I wanted to just yell and scream and said, no, no, that's not it. But, but I just calm, you know, in a calm way, just quoted scriptures and said, no, there's only one mediator between God and man. It's the man Christ Jesus. And so I shared that with him. Then we were, you know, thought we were doing pretty good. And we we're talking about the word of God and the importance of we got to trust the word and you have different opinions, but let's stick with the word. 
And so then, you know, finally, after some time, then he says, you know what? Yeah, the word, he says, but everybody has different interpretations. He goes, that's why we go to the Pope, and the Pope is infallible. <laughs> I was like, no. But it was great, you know, because we're just sharing truth with him and just lovingly and calmly and just prayerfully and just, you know, interjecting the seeds of the word of God and just combating lies with truth and, and just constantly just dealing and loving. And, and it was so awesome because he had to get up on the roof and, the, you know, the equipment he had to carry up there and all this kind of stuff. He couldn't do it himself. He didn't have a helper. So I was there. I said, I'll carry it for you. Get up there. You got to go over the wall. So I was handing down his stuff for him and his tools or his materials and stuff like that. And, and I says, hey, man, I'm your apprentice, man. I'm just going to work for you. And he's like, and I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to love on this guy because I'm talking about the love of God. I'm talking about the truth of God. But I want to just kind of just walk out the truth of God's word in front of him and to say, you know, I'm just your servant. I'm just serving you. And it was a wonderful thing. I wish I could say that he left, you know, before he left, he prayed to receive the Lord. No, he didn't do that. But I'm confident the Lord was speaking to him. But we're called to do that. We're called to, to, to share. And those that are not walking in the right way, we're called to correct it with the word of God. Let me give you a scripture. That's a beautiful picture. Let me look at my wife again. No, go ahead. James chapter five, verse 19. James chapter five, verse 19. James says, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, can we say that together? If anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone, listen to this, and someone turns him back, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the heirs of his way, listen to this, will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sin. So when someone's walking in error, when someone's not walking in truth, we, we share with them, we, 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 you know, we intervene the truth of God's word and we do our best to, to try to, to talk to them you know, with the word of God, with love. And, and when we do that and when they turn away, we can save their soul from death. And then their sins are covered, multitudes of sin when they repent and turn to the Lord. My sister did that for me, and I am so thankful for my sister doing that. She would just, in love, share the scripture with me. I'd get mad, I'd yell, I'd scream, and, but guess what? Here I am. The power of God's word, truth, 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 constantly just giving me truth. I'd yell and scream. She would just go, you know, visit me, I don't know, once every three months, six months, I would see her, and she would just say, just lovingly put some truth in there. I'd yell and scream, said, okay, bye, sorry to hurt your feelings and everything. Next time she'd see me, just, just oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you say you're a Christian, oh, you're living with your girlfriend, that's not good. Um, the Bible says this and that, truth, and I'd be, oh, 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 you're judging me, you don't talk like that to me, oh, oh, oh. Just, God bless you, love you, bye. That was 20-some years ago. I'm so thankful that I had a sister that was able to get in there and just lovingly tell me truth. She wasn't judging me. She wasn't arguing with me. She was loving me with truth. She was loving me with truth. She was loving me with truth. And the power of that truth, the power of God's word, the seed of God's word was planted in my life. And here I am today because she did what it says in James 5, 19 and 20. She turned a sinner from his heirs and my soul was saved from death and it covered a multitude of my sins. How many relatives do you have that don't know the Lord? How many loved ones do you have that don't know Jesus? How many friends do you have that don't know Jesus Christ? 
We're called to turn them from their errors. We're called to talk to them about the word of God. We're called to lovingly plant the truth of God's word as we walk in truth. As we close, again, I don't want to end up the end of my life like David Cassidy saying, so much wasted time. If we believe that the words in this book are true, if we truly believe it and we apply it to our lives, we'll walk in truth. If we say we believe it, but our life contradicts what we say, then we're not walking in truth. God wants all of us to walk in truth. Amen. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.